back to school, back to school, to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to school, back to school, back to school. Okay, so with that, hi, and welcome back to The High with me, your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Howdy, howdy. Ryan James. I am here. And Chewy Darso. I am also here. <laughs> Enthusiastic, too. <laughs> Seriously, the, the rest of your guys' intros get so different every week, whereas mine is always the same, just super high-pitched, loud, and doesn't make any sense. And really fast. Yep. We're unique individuals. There yeah. you go. You have to listen to the podcast at half speed to get what the show is called. <laughs> and then yeah. you can listen to us at one and a half speed like everybody else does for podcasts. Right. Wait, but if you do, do that, that to me, you're just fucking yourself up. What'd you say? You can do that? Yeah, one yeah. and a half speed. It's how you get through oh. like an hour and a half podcast real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. That yeah. doesn't I need, sound that I weird either. That it's also how you edit. Half because yeah. It's kind of like watching an old-timey movie when the projector guy had to get home sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they moving so weird? Because I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today's episode on our uh, battle of back-to-school movies, we brought on two very special guests. We have frequent guest and uh, co-host of the superhero sampler samantha garrison is here hello hi sam how are you doing doing well how are you i am here and rearing to go rearing we have a rearing (laughs) rearing to go we have a resident expert on back to school today yeah we figured we figured if we're doing back to school who better to bring on than a teacher kayla tennedy is here hi kayla hi are you excited to be on Oh my gosh, yes. Have you been on a podcast before? No, never. So it's your first podcast. Yes. Can you give it as an assignment to all your students? Actually, we're really thirsty. For, for extra credit, you have to listen to me. You probably yeah. shouldn't. We're going to curse you. Yeah, would it be a problem really how much things. we say fuck? Oh. I say fuck a lot. And as soon as I say it's Lindsay Lohan's school. tits, I mean... Uh, I teach at a private school, so maybe not. <laughs> oh. yeah. I'm glad I didn't You'd be getting some strongly worded letters. Right. Yes. I'm mouth. defending a movie about a private school. Just a dick. <laughs> they can just listen to my part. Yeah, we'll just get timestamps for it. Be like, just, just ignore yeah, yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, don't listen just to the listen dick and tits just talk. Just listen to Chewy. She has the best defense, obviously. Just the whole time you're talking, just very quiet in the back. You're like, dick, tits, dick, tits, dick, tits. <laughs> <laughs> just completely ruining your uh, Okay, so before we get into the battle, we're going to do a really quick where have you been doing? Uh, and as I've discovered, goes a lot better. I'm going to let the guests go first. Kayla, where have you been doing? Um, basically, all of this week, I've already started teaching AP Bio, even though most schools and the rest of my regular classes start next week so like that's kind of consumed my life for days on end that's Um, understandable but interesting things i actually did go to um echo park rising on sunday last oh cool what is echo park rising uh it's a local band's music festival oh that's i have heard of that that sounds (laughs) so and then you immediately forgot it and that's why nobody goes i mean that's that's really about it um because ap has taken over my life and i'm sure that if anyone has ever taken an ap course before they know exactly what i'm talking about sam what about you (laughs) oh my gosh I've I've never seen Sex in the City, and I write about like chick flicks for funsies. Mm-hmm. So I thought I should sit down and watch it, What's and it's your- actually kind of awesome. I was it's a little dated, obviously, but like it was very nineties. It, it kicked off because it was before The Sopranos. It kicked off the golden age of television, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's kind of incredible how like the characters are really genuinely great and i forget how funny sarah jessica parker actually is because i think she's become this like fashion lady and people kind of i don't know she's 
different and you forget like she's a great physical comedian like she's up there with like david hyde pierce and frazier in terms of being willing to make herself look like a fool and it's amazing how far in are you fourth season how many seasons are there seven okay i definitely didn't watch all of it but i know nor that near the end of the seasons i really stopped watching it because it wasn't any good but i definitely didn't watch all of it because i'm a guy and that's not cool from what i understand the whole i definitely caught almost every episode i heard six and seven are kind of rough it really fell apart i hate uh, the only thing i don't like about it is chris noth is big he's awful yeah and he's a bad character and he's just just awful like he the one she ends up marrying spoilers things yet oh (laughs) I mean, she's just got terrible taste Sorry. in men, so there's no hope for her. I've never watched anyway, the show. But <laughs> yeah, me neither. So I thought that was like the common but Samantha and Miranda are my favorites, so. <laughs> I don't know who those characters are. The ginger and the blonde. Yep, the ginger and the blonde. I just, from what I heard, the show just went from, kind of what you were just saying, is it went from substance to fashion. Like, that's what I heard was wrong with the, the it's really just and wrong with the end of the show. Mm, I'm not going to speak to it, because I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just man up. No, I, I watched it when it was on. Uh, when it was on back in the day, uh, I watched pretty much all of it. And then it really fell apart, and I just did not like anybody in it anymore. But to be honest, the only re- the reason why I keep saying I never watched it, because the only reason I turned it on when I was a kid is because it was a show that had sex in the title. And I knew from Cinemax that sex meant nudity. There are a lot of titties. Yeah, and then it was like, yeah, I like nudity. And then the more I watched it, I actually got invested in the show. And like this became a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you started caring really to female characters. Here's yeah. a weird game. Watch the TBS version. It is so weird. <laughs> hmm. I'd love to see the Samantha Masturbation episode on TBS. I just watched that. It's <laughs> a good episode, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen the whole thing. <laughs> Way to go. Get some, la- get, some la- get some lady balls. Yeah. What can I say? It was well written. Um, I'll go next with where I've been doing because mine won't take very long to say because there's really no substance to it whatsoever. <laughs> um, I've been playing uh, Doom on PS4. <laughs> and uh, if you've ever played a Doom game, then you've played this one. It's mm-hmm. just shinier and uh, faster. But it really does follow the rule of faster, more intense because it takes a little while to get there. Like It does a lot of like training wheels of like, this is what a big kill room will be like. And here's five guys to kill. And it takes you two seconds. Like, well, that's boring as shit. And then about the halfway point, they're like, all right, now you know how to play. Here's a big kill room with 300 fucking <laughs> demons to kill. Good luck. And it becomes this all out just like crazy. Like everywhere you look, there's a demon. And then you run out of ammo. You got a chainsaw, dude. And then you get your BFG at a certain point. You got to shoot that at people. And it's, uh, it just turns like the most like awesome game I've played in a very long time. <laughs> nice. You get to shoot the big friendly giant at people? Yeah, uh, that's what I said too when he said BFG. <laughs> See, for well, me that's back reverse. The, yeah, back in the day it used to be the big fucking gun and yeah. then well, or t- big force technically, gun. Technically BFG came out before Doom. So yeah. Not yeah, but Doom is it most certainly did. Yeah, yeah, but Roll Doll predates video games. Exactly. I, I get that, but still for video games BFG is big fucking gun mm-hmm. or big force gun. No, that's true. Yeah. But even The Rock calls it the big fucking gun because The Rock was awesome. Did, say, did he say that in the movie? He did. He, he did. looks at it and goes, big fucking gun. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> what a fun movie. What that a movie fun, was terrible. horrible, horrible, horrible movie. Yeah. But you do get to watch pretty Carl Urban fight oh so charming and rock. I'll go next. Go uh, I actually may have talked about this before on the show, but uh, everyone knows I'm a comic book lover. I'm super far behind on my current pull list. But, um, so you had to go on your adventure in Pokeballs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really sets you back on comic books. But I've been um, reading Saga uh, from the beginning. Mm. Oh, nice. And I just read volumes two and three. <clears throat> it's a good comic. And it continues it to be amazing. I can't wait to read more. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It is one of those, like, 
few books that's like threatening to overthrow like Marvel and DC's numbers every once in a while. Yeah, it's I like think that one, Walking Dead. And I mean, it's ones, probably the highest critically acclaimed uh, comic currently running. That and The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's right? that or I Walking mean, Dead. Brian K. Vaughn, he's the writer, and he does amazing things. John, where have you been doing? Haven't had a lot of time to do much since I've got a new job this week, which Bragger. is hooray. Yeah, yeah. Making Bragging the money again. employment. From zero to employment. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. But I have had a little bit of time to play mobile games on my phone, and I've been playing Tiny Tower Vegas. Hmm. It's like a tower builder, free-to-play game, but with a Vegas theme. So you're building, like, floors that have slot machines and card, like, poker games and... Can you build strip clubs? No, no. Fuck this is, that this game. is a very kid-friendly game. <laughs> not even close-on dance clubs. Yeah, they, no, they that's not emulate. Vegas. I'm not playing. They, they make innuendos. Um, Fair enough. In your endos. <laughs> Gosh, I can't wait till we have we kids. Need, we need <laughs> parents. <laughs> it's gonna be. We need to start a blog. We need to take a moment kids. for that that joke. <laughs> I, loved it. I loved it. That's not. That's now the second part of my wherever I've been doing. We're gonna keep getting called into the office to be like, your child said this today. Oh, yeah, because we taught him that last night. Whenever I say innuendo, he says, in your endo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I'd be impressed that my kid knows the word innuendo. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, it's a victory right Come there. on, principal. This is how you teach. <laughs> Get on board. I'm sorry, John. Did you have anything else to say about your no, game? No, it's a, it's a fun game, and it's easy to open up and play in like while you're rendering a, a file or something like that. Really quick. Just really quick. Not a lot of demands, and the... Uh, good feelings of like oh i built a new floor or i got some more cash or coins or whatever that's a good feeling you know yeah th- that the thing that hooks you into these games it has it really well and cool. it's a company called nimble bit and they do these games mm-hmm. really well nimble bit yeah. awesome joey uh for my where have i been least. doing um i am going to be having a birthday party soon that is magnum pi themed and so. you're all invited and so that's where you have <laughs> if been. you're listening you're invited we're not gonna tell you the address just out. wander okay. around la going chewy's party just come Chewy's dressed party. as tom Selleck. uh <laughs> just pretend it's like but pokemon because go that, i have started re-watching magnum pi uh and does it hold up oh it's so 80s. <laughs> so, that was a no. No? no. it does. Oddly, it does. It's like got such weird like levity and serious moments because I forgot how much like how important it is that Magnum is a Vietnam vet, and they pull that into the show quite often of like flashbacks to him serving in Vietnam and like having postpartum a little bit and how postpartum, it, postpartum? not part of PTSD. I'm going back to this show. Yeah. <laughs> My, war baby. Those <laughs> My war but, baby. My war baby. Does Tom Selleck's baby have a mustache? How the, like, that experience can affect his ability to solve the, to like do his investigations and such. Oh, okay. Um, and it's just so funny to watch something. getting this child missing, and it's like, oh my god, memories. <laughs> <laughs> and for a movie, uh, for a Sam's show in the again. 80s, it's definitely sexist. They have plenty of sexist moments. <laughs> but at the same time, he's still kind of respectable, and he's kind of, he's a doofus, and it's just fun to watch. <laughs> Like, go back. I mean, it took a lot of effort for me to find a streaming service. Like, I had to download Stars Encore, and then we need to actually cancel that. This I know. Week. I have a reminder in my phone to cancel Because that's $100 today. a year, oh, and I don't want to pay it. Fuck oh. that! <laughs> oh my god! So we need to they charge you all at once. It. What a trick! If they you would, uh, if you'd warned me about that, or said just don't download that yeah. shit, a hundred dollars. But I wanted to watch Magnum PI. Listen, it's cheaper than the DVD box set. Uh. Because they don't have it streaming on anything. It's really frustrating. It's because nobody <laughs> wants to watch it. I, God bless 2016 when it's frustrating if your favorite show isn't streaming for free. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where I've been doing. Uh, so today's episode on 
battling back to school movies we have around the table i will go first uh with just naming what it is i'm not going first in the battle because fuck that noise i have fast times at richmond high kayla uh i have easy a john 10 things i hate about you ryan mean girls sam sister act two back in the habit <laughs> no really what do you have no, that's <laughs> <laughs> this is real <laughs> this shit's legit <laughs> and chewy dead poet society cool exactly uh, all right, so the person going first today, I've been trying really, really hard to come up with a very good excuse as to why this person has to go first, and then I decided, fuck it, I'm just going to say they have to go first. John, you're going first today, <laughs> as if you didn't know that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, become predictable. We I have had, to work on that. I've had a very good excuse every week, or every battle, and now I'm just out of them. Well, what was like, draft one? I don't remember. <laughs> it was. You'd have to go back and list the episode, but I just really like making John go first. Mine has a number in it. First. Oh, there we go. And it, comes, it goes to the top of any list, right? numbers usually yeah uh, yeah alphabetical that, yeah okay yeah. there we go alphabetical yeah. i made that up go me i'm awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right john you're five minutes all so right. oh really quick in case you have not listened to battle episode recently the way this works now if you haven't listened one since before when we had 10 minutes to just bitch now we have five minutes to defend or five minutes to pitch five minutes to defend that should make sense here after the next five minutes john go all right so the reason why i think mine is the best uh 10 things i hate about you the best kind of back to school movie is because it's the one that made me feel like it was going back to school. It took me right back to school, right from the get-go. Um, just being out in a rural, sco- rural school, it's a lot of weird weird and awkwardness, and this movie kind of captured that really well. And, um, and with all the other movies I really liked, they just never quite captured that back-to-school feeling. Um, let's see, what else we got? The um, comebacks and whips and the sarcasm was all very kind of... It felt high schooler to me. It felt kind of awkward, and it wasn't as glossy or as... Uh, perfect as some of these other movies. Um, and then a brief shout out to, well not brief, Allison Janney, who had the, <laughs> the best cameo with her. It's not uh, a cameo, that's just a part. Allison Janney wasn't really big enough to be cameoing at that she's point. She's big to me. <laughs> <laughs> she's no, going to Starbucks all the time. She's one of the nicest people in the entire world. You're yeah. eating in John's time. No, it's fine. You ran um, out of steam in 45 I seconds. Your <laughs> no, no. hands are shaking. <laughs> I get it's pressured (laughs) yeah pressure um the musical number I really liked in this movie and it's the best musical number I think out of these movies oh no yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean (laughs) Heath Ledger wins you'll get your five minutes (laughs) Heath Ledger wins hands down um and then sorry Lauren Hill man (laughs) yeah we will get let John go go ahead no I mean you can be wrong that's cool (laughs) um just also some shout out like Julia Stiles was really good in this. Um, it was fun to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt before he kind of resurged and got a little bit more serious. This was kind of the beginning of that resurgence, wasn't it? I think so. No, I'm pretty sure Third Rock was still going at this point. No. No, no, it had been, been out for a while. But he was really good. Um, David Krumholtz, I, you know, he's that kind of that, that guy, but he was really great in this as the kind of the comedic friend. And the way he introduced the kind of the cliques in the school stands out to me more so than like in Mean Girls. But I mean, that's because... That's the first one you've seen. But to me, that was like, oh, okay. That kind of brought in the whole, like, here's how the school is. and Here's how you divide it out. They're also beautifully specific. It wasn't just, like, jocks and stuff. It was, like, yeah. white kids. Like, it's the white, white Rastafarians. Rastafarians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, this one, the, the teacher was also pretty cool, but realistic. He wasn't super smart, or he wasn't super kind of witty. Like, a lot of these high school movies, the teacher's really just the coolest teacher in the goddamn world. And he was like exasperated. And he's like, I'm doing this to be kind of cool, and you jerks are underappreciative. And he's, he was kind of a teacher who was very sick of it. And 
like he just wasn't standing for any shit and it was really cool but i think the big thing for me was what took me back was the music selection this is a very dated movie but in a good way it took me back to that time of high school and just to a special place where the music was super special and uh, just yeah from the get-go from frame one from music one everything just took me back to that time the 90s the late the late 90s kind of that feel of just where grunge was back you know grunge mm-hmm. existed where you would have you know lead singers with spiked white hair just throwing like they would throw a trash you could throw a trash can right? you, you could get messy with it and i think for me the best part of high school is how messy and awkward it was not that it was the best part for me because I hate high school, but <laughs> the kind of idealized version of high school is that's like this messy. You don't know what you want, what you're doing. Everything's kind of awkward. The pacing's awkward, which matches the students. The parties are weird, and everyone's just trying to figure out what they want about themselves. And I think that really is kind of this kind of how that started these, me, me liking these movies. Like I started to like these movies because of Ten Things I Hate About You. And for me, that's kind of the big part of that, and why that's the better one. It's a pretty strong statement. Yeah. yeah. The, the 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 father the father should go mentioned in this yeah who, who's the who's best part of the whole movie the best part of the whole movie <laughs> and i think out of all these he's the kind of the most antagonistic of the parents which is interesting a lot of the parents in these movies are very supportive like you just you go you go do you know you're, you're a good kid have you watched chewie's movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except for chewie's movie <laughs> except for chewie's movie but i think in that case what redeems like he's got that redeemable end at, at the end where he talks to his daughter about it's like i'm afraid to lose you guys i used to be his speech about being on the sidelines yeah is a great speech it comes out of like for me it came out of nowhere and i forgot he even had that moment it was so good and and he loved playing the part so well he agreed to be in the tv show which was a bad career yeah probably there was a TV <laughs> i mean show? yeah it sucked I, yeah. I would say it's almost fair to say that he had the best career him and heath ledger had the best career of all the cast in this movie I mean, Julia Stiles yeah. is still rocking the Bourne franchise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She's still Joseph she Gordon-Levitt is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's your yeah. five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah we can really move into the attack. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what, so, around the table, not in any particular order, but what, why is John's not the best movie, back-to-school movie at the table? Oh, wow. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I can do this. I was it letting other people go. have the best musical number, but I'll that's just save true. that for my own time. Uh <laughs> I mean, I personally think that it's really good, but it's as far as like iconic classics go, it doesn't have all of the memorable lines, all of the comedic timing. No, it's more so the cast that makes it stand the test of time than the actual content, because that content Mm -hmm. is an adaptation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you didn't mention Shakespeare once in your breakdown. This movie is it is so desperate to be a Shakespeare movie. Attack John's uh, breakdown instead of absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) How do you not talk about Shakespeare? He's literally credited for writing this. Yeah. It's Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Yeah. They call her a shrew yeah. so many times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, in case you didn't realize. Yeah. And honestly, I was not a fan of the entire trend of movies about girls just about needing to romance this girl to free somebody else or to free her from herself films oh, that yeah. were really it's popular a super in the late 90s. negative uh, <laughs> as image far of as women. All that but, goes, yeah. She ends up changing the least of everybody. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. He has to change to for be, her more than she does. Which, which is great. Which is a but, beautiful a part of it, but version. the whole like common theme. That was a very common theme in the late 90s with like yeah, she's like, all that the bat, shit. The bat movies. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Movies. Well, and I think that's what kind of gives us the edge is that she changes the least like you said. And that's like... Because her sister has to become less vain. She gets to stay tough and strong she gets her way she gets to go to sarah lawrence it's wonderful her dad changes like she's a force in this yeah. movie it's 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 incredible like cat stratford is probably one of my favorite female characters in all of cinema 
I'm so, I should be like tearing this down, but like <laughs> legit, like it, this movie is so special and it's so cool. And the reason it stands the test of time is because they did go back to that Shakespeare and they really, they trusted the story that they were trying to tell and then just populated it with amazing people. And I do think it's quotable. Like I, I, see, I, it's not it's, the most quotable. It's quotable, no, I mean, but mean it's not the most quotable. The <laughs> but, but my problem was I, the, the thing for me with this one and with a lot of movies around the table today is that I don't buy the high school. Like for, not at all. So oh yeah. For me, like when I watch this movie, it's a very, it's fun. It's entertaining. I, I like the cast, but like I'm, watching this i'm like you guys aren't in school you guys are in some like you have to go to this hangout place i and think just that's kinda... the joy yeah. of all these movies though like for me i love watching 30 year old high schoolers I think <laughs> it's great because it's like high school is gross it's stupid uh-huh. it's gross none of us like it that no. seems to be the general consensus around mm-hmm. the table and so it's so much fun it's like pure escapism these movies are and i think that's where 10 things i hate about you probably succeeds the most because even their physical school building is so decadent and like mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah. it's like a wing of a college <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but mm-hmm. see, for me, if I'm trying to think of why John's movie shouldn't win, what you should be doing, Sam, <laughs> I love this stop movie. helping John. Uh, it, it, for me, it's just like I, I'm I'm watching this movie, and really, the the problem is like I don't buy that they're in school. I don't really like any of the people, and not that you're supposed to, because they're high schoolers and they're shitty. Um, but like I, the whole time that I'm watching, it, I'm just like I, I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for here. Because if I'm rooting mm-hmm. for Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I'm rooting for him to basically con everyone into getting uh, Alex Mack to fall in love with him, mm-hmm. and then if I'm <laughs> rooting for I, I don't know who else there is like because she's kind of conceited and annoying and they all admit it and he's like yeah but she's hot it's like all right well then you lose all that's, credibility right that's there the most high school thing about this that's movie. very <laughs> true yeah but like like she completely fucks him over like at that party and he still drives her home and then she kisses him like oh well, i guess everything's fine then i don't care that you're a complete bitch to me like, that's yeah, so whatever. high school yeah <laughs> It is, and that's great, but at the same time, like it, it's just like when I compare it to almost any other movie at the table today, that's my biggest problem with it. Is like it's it's tough for me to like these characters. Whereas at least like uh, in every Isn't other movie here, it's great to have a movie with a female character that's the lead that's not likable, so subversive. I love it. <laughs> I don't think she's the lead though. Joseph no. Gordon-Levitt's the lead. No, how for in sure. what world is he Heath the lead? Ledger. Just so you Wait, know, no, it's you guys are so Ledger. wrong right Third now. Rock that from is the, the most sun ridiculous. Like, you have been waiting to get this out. <laughs> <laughs> It went to 2001. This movie came out in 99. You're like, I only have a minute left. I have to get this fact in here at some point. You guys are so wrong, though. Like, it's based on the taming of the shrew. The titular shrew would be your main character. Cat is... She's the thing. Mm, Like, No, the main character is the person who tames the shrew. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Uh, totally. As, yeah. As much uh, as I'd love to give it up to Heath Ledger, like Cat's the one. He's like, first she's build, in almost for she's, sure. Yeah, and he's she's in almost he's the reason. Scene. Where is he now? Watch this movie now. Yeah, like, yeah. really. From from a modern oh, John, standpoint, we all just breezed past that one. <laughs> <laughs> what did he just say? I just said, yeah, but where is he now? <laughs> oh, oh my God. That was John. Oh. That was John. That is. John. Wow. So John just lost the entire Rest episode. I guarantee you. Yeah. Mr. Ledger, we all mourn your loss. And we're out of time for that. <laughs> Thank God. Oh. Whoa. All right. So the way that we're doing today is that whoever goes gets to vote for who goes next. So you get to pick. I get to choose who goes next? Yep. Uh, Brian. Oh, fuck. <laughs> How did you not expect that? I should have. <laughs> Uh, okay so my movie is uh easily the best movie at the table today if you disagree with me you're wrong um but i picked (laughs) uh fast times at richmond high uh for me this is one of my favorite movies of all time it always has been when i saw it when i was way too young uh i saw it before i went into high school which was kind of cool um 
because it gave me an idea of what high school was going to be like. And the thing that I like this movie, Sam, you can shake your head all you want. Uh, this You'll never movie, win me over on a Linklater movie. I'm sorry. It's not Linklater. It's not Linklater. <laughs> no. Who's Fast Time? Amy Heckler. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I always get that confused with yeah. the one that he did, Days uh, and Confused. No, 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 no. I don't, they no. all like run together in my head. No, this one is so much better <laughs> than Days and Confused. If I have to rewatch a movie, I'll rewatch this one before Days. Yeah, this is one of that's the best fair. movies ever made. Like, Anyhow, so it? this movie is written by Cameron Crowe and directed by Amy Heckling. And the best thing that I love about this movie and why I think it, it holds up to today, it holds up, it will always stand the test of time. It's because to write this movie, Cameron Crowe went undercover in a high school, met people, and wrote a book based on his time in that high school. So all the stories of this movie are real stories from people in high school. And I really I think hope that's... it was similar to Steve Buscemi when he tried going undercover. As a I <laughs> so hope so. What's up, kids? <laughs> Fellow youths? I, I was going to throw out Strangers with Candy. That was so good. Yeah. Um, but so this movie, like as we go through it, you'll see just so many people who went on to have amazing careers. You have uh, Nicholas Coppola, a.k.a. Nicholas Cage, who was like an extra in the movie. You had Judge Reinhold. You had Phoebe Cates. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, Sean Penn in like one of his first roles ever, and he's—they gave him starring. I still don't know why. On the fact that he was the funniest person on set. Um, his ordering Eric the pizza Stoltz. thing. Like there's just so many people in this movie, and it's they all get their time to shine. And I and then Sean Penn, actually even Sean Penn, everyone has a bit of an arc. Everyone changes. Everyone has where they start and where they end. Sean Penn is this crazy stoner person in the beginning of the movie. At the end of the movie, he's still a crazy stoner, but he actually has to go through this wonderful sequence with his teacher, Mr. Hand, where Mr. Hand comes to him at his home. He's like, no, no, no. You wasted eight hours of my time. We're going to talk over what you missed. And it's like this great thing where at the end of this thing, you think he's going to be totally annoyed and pissed off he had to miss out on this dance. And he actually enjoyed the conversation. So there's a character, Mark Ratner, who is, uh, he's kind of like the main kind of dorky kid. And I've always, like, that's the character, at least when I was a kid, that I immediately attached myself to because he worked in a movie theater. And I always wanted to work in a movie theater. And I loved it. <laughs> the first time you meet him, he's talking about how cool it is working in a movie theater, but how annoyed he is because all the action is on the other side of the mall. And that's where Jennifer Jason Lee works. And he always has a crush on Jennifer Jason Lee because she's this pretty girl. And my favorite thing about Jennifer Jason Lee in this movie is that to get ready for the role, she went to that pizza store, which is a real pizza store in that mall. And for the six months leading up to the movie, she worked there. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's deep. Yeah. She went full method as yeah. one of her first roles ever to learn how to work in a pizza shop. That's awesome. And I think that's just badass. And that's what, like, for me, the reason why I love this movie so much is because everyone making the movie loved the movie so much and I think that really comes through and you get all these wonderful performances from these actors who really are just starting out who then went on to have great careers and it's very obvious because they love their craft like you even like these tiny little roles like Forrest Whitaker who plays the crazy football jock who then went on to be like Academy Award nominated Forrest Whitaker and he was great in shows like The Shield and all these things and it came out of this one very little I'm super angry because people fucked up my car role and it's it's really cool to go back and see this. It's kind of like a history lesson of where we are now and how we got there was you go back and see where these people started. And I, I love that in films and I love being able to find those movies. That's what's so great about things like The Outsiders and all that sort of stuff. And I put this movie mm -hmm. in that same level because when you watch it, it's like, oh, this is how we got this. And when you go for this movie specifically, I have 30 seconds here. I'm going to try to get this out. Uh, when you watch this movie specifically, I credit this movie for pretty much, not everyone, but a lot of people's movies at the table today because it set up that high school thing without this movie you don't have clicks you don't have like the nerd going after the girl like you don't have maybe not the nerd going after the girl but like we did this before porky's or uh, right after porky's before revenge of the nerds before breakfast club before a lot of the john's hughes stuff because this was the movie that told us that we can tell a high school story r-rated and actually talk to kids not talk down to kids or ele elevate what high school could be it's what high school is and that's my timer
It's a good ending. Ding, 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 ding. <clears throat> but how is it back to school? Well, back to school from... Fun- how does it function it- as a movie and not as a historical document? I mean, like... We, there's a ton of great actors and 10 yeah. things I hate about you, but we focus not on their future careers, but on the movie itself. Like, I'm, I feel like there's too much going on in this. And no so it kind of loses its impact. I totally again, disagree. It's, it's a way like, better argument than I made. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because the back to school thing is just really, it re- makes me want to go back to school. Like, that's what it is. Because this reminds me of how like great and terrible high school can be. It's everything in one. Mm-hmm. But that's, I, I disagree that it's there's too much going on because you get to know everyone. It doesn't feel it's like, it's, it's not cast. like. It's also yeah. just completely ineffective for me as a high school movie. Because like I said, I'd rather see the fantasy than ever relive any of the good or the <laughs> oh, terrible see, I, I, I'd rather see somebody <laughs> like it. For me, it's more daring to tell the actual high school thing. It's the fantasy thing like, I can see in everything. Why do you want to torture people? It's why do you want to torture, torture people outside of a horror concept? <laughs> That's some straight bullshit. But, but it doesn't feel like torture to me. It's bittersweet. It's everything that can be good and everything that can be bad. And that's what I, that's what high school is. It's horrible and wonderful at the same time. And like that's the movie that can pull that off, I think, is the best thing to remind you why school was awesome. And that's what this movie does. It shows everything. It shows everything from horrible relationships, horrible advice, to great relationships and great times. It has everything. Would you say fast times? <laughs> Sure, I'd say fast times. <laughs> At Richmond High, you guys have three minutes and thirty seconds to tell me mm-hmm. why I'm wrong. Still, I, Sam's uh, done the best job so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, this might be hailed as like a classic back to school movie, but from a, from like th- I'm, the whole time I'm sitting here thinking about my students and like how high school is for them, and it's like that's so like out there at this point. I mean, there's some really common themes that you'll see, you know, working um, working the jobs that those mm-hmm. characters particularly had. Um, and and the partying and the drug use and all of that like there are some overarching themes but i f- i still i don't know i watched it and was just like this is so like not what high school is anymore okay like maybe it was at one point and so it can kind of be held as a classic but like it, it's changed so much kind of a historical so, document right. yeah i like and i you like said that, that too, term, Brian. Yeah. yeah that's but for me that was like that felt more like high school to me than anything else at the table I mean, really high, yeah Oh yeah, I, my high school we was not Mean Girls. It was not ten things I hated about you. It definitely wasn't easy. It was what high school felt like to me. <laughs> it's because you were in Rock but, Island. <laughs> <laughs> you Fuck Rock see Island. Me defending Fellowship of the Ring over here. <laughs> what was more like high school for you? The Trek goddamn Trek to Mordor. And I just blame Rock Island. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. I, I relate more to Mean Girls and Easy A than than mm-hmm. the older uh, yeah. the older movies that we're yeah. looking at today. I just because. Um, yeah, Mean Girls and Easy A to me, they, they just feel like a fantasy of like what high school could be like, and it just was never that. Hmm. It was never this popcorn like bubblegum like fun place. It was this. In what kinda, world is Mean Girls like popcorn bubblegum fun? It's bright There's and girls chipper. Giving and other girls eating disorders. Yeah, well, there, yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I That's real. And even ACA has, has some dark it points in review, it, too. So. I don't, the, the tone of those movies for me just does not feel like high school, whereas this one did, because it can be fun and it can be terrible, and I think it matches both of those splendidly. Because it, with for me, like with Mean Girls or Easy A, no matter how dark it can get at points, it still has this like overarching thing of everything's going to be fine, because it's mm. so fun and light. And this one does not have the everything's going to be fine attitude. At the end of this movie, not everyone's okay. And that's so kind of like works. So you had a real bittersweet time in high school, and you yeah. look back on it kind of like dark toned. 
Well, a little bit, but well, there's also desaturated. Because <laughs> when I look like the end of the movie where it has like the like this is what they went on to do, I mm-hmm. think that's more honest than anything out there. At the end of the movie, you have Judge Reinhold who went on to be a manager at Seven Eleven or uh, at the Quick Mart, and then like that sort of stuff. Because not everyone from high school goes on to be successful, great things. And when yeah. I watch other movies at the table, that's kind of what I feel like they're pitching us. The end of the movie, everyone's going to go on to be great. And this movie uh, does not do that. I'll, I'll rebut that, rebuttal that in my argument. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, I'll give you credit. Your movie may have set that uh, precedent for high school movies, where at the end they show each character yeah. doing what they do after high school. Yeah, and I, I... Which means that any complaints you have about anyone else's movie are your movie's fault. That's true. Fuck your movie. I- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam wins by default. <laughs> She wins argument by being yep. vulgar. Yep. <laughs> Story of my life. My movie did it well. It's all the bullshit copiers who fucked it up. I don't think my movie really copied yours. No, yours. I have nothing to say about my yours. My movie didn't copy mine. yours either. Your movie copied nothing but breaking two electric boogaloo. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is not something. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. I only have five <laughs> seconds left. Unless anybody else wants to say fuck my movie again. <laughs> yeah, fuck your movie. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, thanks, Chad. Uh, so Sam's going next. <laughs> cool. uh, your timer starts now. All right, sweet. So my movie has Lauren Hill singing, which is awesome. And you really can't get better than that. Um, and she's done. <laughs> Which like, movie are you if doing? We're, if we're actually talking Sister about, if we're habit. actually talking about like unique and like honest feeling high school experiences, I think the coolest thing about this movie is all the students. Um, they're they're in an impoverished neighborhood. They're kind of told pretty regularly by their community and even by the school, which is th- they're threatening to shut down, that they're not worth anything and they're not um, they're not going to be anything. And so it's that kind of classic, like, teacher comes in and inspires her students to do better, except that these students feel really real. They're not inspired by anything she says. They're, they kind of end up working together and, like, becoming their own strength. Like, there's a lot of moments where it's just the students hanging out, giving each other pep talks, and, like, really encouraging each other. And I think that's, for me, what's kind of special is there aren't, like, obviously, Whoopi Goldberg's there, but to call her, like, the inspirational adult when she's just, like, lying her ass off and helping out some nuns is really funny. But, um, yeah, so they, they inspire each other and they realize, like, being cool, like, at, at the beginning of the movie, most of the students feel like being cool and being successful or being cool and trying is, is really not a good thing. And I feel like that's very true of a lot of high school students and even, like, just people in general. Like, to try is not cool. And so it's really cool. It's really amazing to watch them learn that success doesn't mean giving up yourself or giving up your social life or whatever. And they all really band together. I think that teamwork and that learning that, because so many high school students are so in their own head. There's like that rampant narcissism until you're like 23. And this reflects that and how they like their whole thing is like actually growing up and learning to work together to create something really special. And I really like that. Um, I also think that, where am I going? Oh, I really like, again, it's that non-supportive parent thing. Um, Lauren Hill's character's mom really doesn't want her to pursue anything artistic and in the environment where she's growing up that seems really reasonable <laughs> and you're like wow sure. this lady's like correct but then she actually does show up and support her daughter even even if like she you know escaped and forged a signature and everything to get this permission slip for this she she she, uh, she gives it a chance once she's there and i think that's a really beautiful moment when they connect at the end of the movie um i i do like too that again they they kind of chuck the inspirational teacher trope and instead like Whoopi goldberg comes in and kind of levels with them and again teaches the nuns like get off your high horse and get down into the streets that's the best way you're gonna reach these people 
And let's see, what else? Also, the musical numbers are far and away the best. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really great. Like when they come out at the end with their robes off and do all their crazy dancing and stuff, it's still one of my favorite things. It's just so silly. Um, yeah, and that's, I think, how much time do I got left? You have two minutes. You can keep talking if you want. I'm, I, yeah. Or you can throw in the towel. You're welcome to quit. I'm trying to think of what more I can say. I mean, You haven't like, even talked about Jennifer Love Hewitt yet. Oh, well, she's, like, barely <laughs> in it. She just plays the dumb girl. Like, she, she has a line or two, I think. She, she's, like, she, like her whole thing is that she's, like, kind of fashion obsessed. But, yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it. That's weird. It's her fourth movie ever. Is it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Actually, her, it's her third movie ever. It's her fourth thing. Weird. Sorry, fifth. I can count. Can you? Um, Apparently not. <laughs> Yeah, so that oh, and I really like when they do the oh happy day number, and that kid just comes out and start does that hits that high note. That's a great <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, when I saw yeah. that this movie was on the list, that's the scene that I yeah. thought of. Uh-huh. I was like, that yeah. that's you know this yeah. is direct too. So yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, that's about all I can say. But I think in terms of like realistic like back to school high school portrayals for me it rings the most emotionally honest even if everyone is still a little bit too cool they also do spend a lot of time in the classroom i mean granted it's a music classroom but um and the stakes feel very real i think in all these other movies they kind of just meander through it's about a guy getting a girl i love that there's no romance in this because that shouldn't be the focus of high school i love that they're actually learning life lessons um and yeah there we go okay uh so Five minutes starts now to tell Sam why the stakes are not real in your movie. What are you talking about? I don't believe that the it one really real, I really don't believe okay, that one part on. would take- save an entire school. <laughs> no, but in, in this instance, it's a matter of like convincing these shareholders or the diocese to invest, and I think that's the like that's a real problem. Like a lot that's of a real problem that have- would not be solved by no. a, by a concert. <laughs> no. Did you hear that high note? <laughs> part of it was like community and community engagement and stuff. Like obviously it. The, the solution to the stakes aren't real, but that is something that poor neighborhoods do face on the regular, is like losing funding. These kids would have to be bused to other school districts. The hardship would only increase for them if the school doesn't stay open. And I kind of like those 90s movies where like things can be, it's very dated in terms of like how it handles these problems. This, but this I, really feels more like an 80s movie than a 90s movie. I know it came out in 93, but it has that like 80s movie sentiment of like, yeah, oh, the kids sure. need to band together to save the youth center. The like crack. that's kind of what it feels like. The in it is yeah. so like, thin because really the only conflict they have is with the dude that wants to retire uh and then they, they have their moment where they need to get down to the community to raise money and immediately they have a crowd of hundreds of people just throwing money into and baskets that's, that's where the did they earn this like, yeah. like is, how did they yeah. get these people to show up if the community I think is having a hard time why are they giving them so much money immediately <laughs> part of it is just like giving people credit and that's what Whoopi Goldberg comes and she's like the community will get engaged if you ask them to engage with you these kids we will give a shit them if you ask them suddenly to they're already shit. there like there's no build up to the conflict it's immediately solved What's wrong with that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I never... Other than getting Lauren Hill to sing, I never felt like you really earned anything in this film. Like, it all just kind of happened. Well, the the thing is, like, and I don't mean to compliment the movie like I'm going to, but I, I, remind, I don't like the movie. Now I'm going to say nice things. Uh, this movie was clearly just made because the first one made money. And they're like, we need to make a sequel. I think it's the rare comedy sequel that's better than its predecessor, though. It's it's such a different movie. Like, I'm not going to say it's better or worse. It's awesome, just completely like, how often different do you movie. S- how often do you see a sequel that's not second verse, same as the first? You oh, know? yeah. Like, like this great. movie 
like it, it, groundbreaking. Kind of why, <laughs> kind of why I don't like it and do like it because it's a completely different movie. But at the same time, they're still handcuffed to being a sequel. So it's like, well, we're stealing all the nuns in it. They're gonna have nothing to do with the movie. But there they are. They're gonna sing Aren't one song. Aren't you always for the kids. happy to I see Kathy Najimy? What's wrong with you if you aren't, you monster? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine being a monster in this scenario. I like her. She's great, but she is, they have no point in the movie. Outside of the, to me, the whole Maggie like Smith being in a, a high school thing. Right now. I deserve it, but I'm it's right. It's basically the Harry Potter movies where why is Maggie Smith in this character's role? Because Professor, Mag- oh, okay. Professor McGonagall's tits okay, no. in the books, but like they don't pay off. Anyway, that's a different subject. That's the a, five yeah. Harry Potter movies. I really felt like <laughs> Can we agree? In, it was less of a high like school him. film versus a gender a, a fight film because it was very much the women versus the men like the the nuns and all of them were very separate we're like we need to do this for the kids and the men were like well we need to do this for the money and then they even have the sequence of them bringing the kids to yeah, the so choir and the then all the dudes come in the patriarchy the, like, and it ends with the, the it ends with the guy just yelling that woman that woman like it's, it's so high weird school, it's teaching high school kids a valuable lesson especially girls that this is what you're gonna have to deal with but your the whole kids life. had none of those problems it was just the adults <laughs> yeah yeah so they're teaching the lesson that these will be problems when you're an adult yeah i'm not defending this movie i still women. don't like it. <laughs> it it's still my least favorite movie at the table although like i said before it the rewatch was much better than i expected it to be but it really for me this movie doesn't hit its stride and become a fun movie until like the last act until like the very last oh, I third love of the it movie the whole way through because you have musical numbers from the get-go yeah but the, uh, the first musical number in vegas is uh, really just, bad just i'll give you spoon. that it's really bad but once they get out of vegas and get back into san francisco once they have the song like if you want to be somebody if you want to go somewhere you're like i am on board i'm glad I am that you on like board. it it's like, such nah. a magical <laughs> world and how yeah. everyone in this class is musically i love it talented. i love I love that I know it's amazing, no, no, they're though. not. Some of them they, aren't. I love how they go from like they discussing like they cultural appropriation to like singing these happy songs. Like everything can be solved with music. That's such a reassuring theme. <laughs> it's a very nice theme. Yeah, it's I, great. It, it, is a, just, it is a thing that you think in the, the teacher is going to oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. to its credit. Solving problems with music is a thing you do in high school. Yes. I mean, they made High School Musical, so you oh, know. That's, yeah. that I almost. Crap. I wish Tony that were here. Tony would have done it. <laughs> I got and ten I minutes into that movie and John. went, "Nope." I oh, was yeah. out in the first song. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I don't. This I don't think I've ever actually seen Zac Efron. I love you in five years. You're beautiful. Right now, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, Sister Act Two really felt like a cookie cutter movie that like would later inspire High School Musical and things they like that. They just got so. lucky with Lauren Hill. And Who then doesn't like <laughs> cookies made from cookie cutters? That's though. time. Sam, who's going next? Ooh, let's see. Um, mm, I want to talk about. I want to hear about Mean Girls. All right, let's go. I want to see how let's Ryan relates to this movie. Are you joking? Yes. This is the best high school movie of all time. Tell me. So I'm doing Wrong. Mean Girls, and uh, if you haven't seen it, this is about Katie Heron, who is Lindsay Lohan. She moves to a suburban Illinois high school from Africa. I'm getting really excited, and everyone loses mics. Uh, Oh, oh, you just ruined John. Uh, you, you don't get to talk anymore. So uh, she moves <laughs> to suburban strategy. Illinois, and she has to like uh, fit into this high school, and it's kind of like an accurate representation of high school to me. This came out in uh, 2004, which was literally my senior year of high school. And uh, they they talk about the cliques, and we have, like, the she tries to, they explain it all in the one scene where she walks into the classroom for the first time, and she tries to find someone to sit next to. And she goes by the, like, the outcast kids, and, uh, like, the weird kids who no one wants to talk to, and, like, the nerdy kid who is, like, 
too confident for his own good. And uh, then uh, you meet the Plastics, who are the popular girls. And this is where the story unfolds. And she tries to fit in with these girls. Um, they are um, Amanda Seyfried, Rachel McAdams, and somebody who didn't do much after this movie, Gretchen Wieners. Uh, she was amazing. Chabert? Yeah. Bro, you've never seen Christian Mingle. No, that's true. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. And, uh, you mean the website? She uh anyway, she uh she kinda like starts to befriend like the weird kids, the outcast kids who accept her at first, but the popular she like kinda uh, infiltrates the plastics to like you know, it starts out to like make fun of them and like spy on them, but she kind of gets sucked into their world and gets caught up with them. And she uh, she falls in love with this boy, Aaron Samuels, who's in her math class. She starts failing at math uh, for real to like get his help to tutor her. And uh, she gets in trouble with uh, the teacher who's played by Tina Fey, also wrote the movie. And she's amazing. Um, the principal is played by Tim Meadows, also amazing. Um, there's the mom uh, of... Uh, Regina George, who's played by Amy Poehler. This is kind of like an SNL cast reunion for the adults and kind of breakout roles for the kids. It's produced by Lauren Michaels, isn't it? Uh, I believe he was on there, yeah. yeah. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, so this is kind of like Lindsay Lohan's uh, breakout role. She was in some stuff before this. Um, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is... breakout role was Parent Trap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay, so this is the only <laughs> good movie Lindsay Lohan has ever been in. Herbie fully <laughs> loaded. Have you ever seen My Life as a Teenage Drama Queen? You're wrong. Oh no. my gosh, yes. This is... <laughs> Yes, this was actually I never saw that. an it's early so movie good. for Rachel McAdams as well as um, uh, uh, Amanda Seyfried, who kind of goes on to play bigger roles. Isn't it Siegfried? No, just no. not with Roy. Oh. <laughs> I've always been saying that. Um, you know, so eventually uh, Lindsay Lohan's character Katie uh, like gets involved with these plastics and ends up hurting all of her friends. And Tina Fey and Tim Meadows kind of have to intervene and tell the girls to stop being bitches to each other. And uh, Spoiler alert, Regina George ends up getting hit by a bus while she's kind of fleeing from Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Lindsay Lohan kind of has to set things right, and she uh, she joins the mathletes and, like, stops hanging out with these bitchy girls. And somehow, in the end, it all works out. But uh, for me, this was, like, this was actually what high school was like. You had cliques. You had teachers who were trying to be funny but weren't. You had weird kids who were, like, blurting out things. Uh, some of my favorite lines from the movie... Um, like the weird quippy things like um so there's a burn book in the movie that all the popular girls write like bad things about the other people and uh, regina george releases this book and tries to set up katie like she wrote the whole thing and what katie did write in the book was that mrs duvall uh who was uh or i'm sorry uh, mrs norbury who was tina fey's character sells weed to kids and so um mr duvall has to come in and he he's asking the class did your teacher ever try to sell you marijuana or ecstasy tablets some kid goes no, and then some kid yells out, "What are marijuana tablets?" Like, that's <laughs> what happens in high school. You yell things at your your teachers, and you try to be funny. Uh, some of my other favorite lines in this movie were uh, from actually uh, Amanda Seyfried. Uh, she she goes through this moment where she talks about being psychic, and she's like, "Well, I'm psychic. Well, my boobs are psychic. Well, they can tell when it's gonna rain. Actually, they can tell when it is raining. It's like I have ESPN or something." Um, Twenty seconds. Oh, it's great. I'm doing great and terrible at the same time. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, this was like high school for me. Uh, it had some great lines. It had a great message at the end. Lindsay Lohan ends up winning the Spring Fling Queen, and she like takes the crown and breaks it up and throws it to all the nerdy girl, uh, girls and the weird girls and, and the popular girls who slighted her. And it's all happy in the end. And now you're out of time. <laughs> the ending is what kills this movie for me. All right. I'll give that to you. Cut, like... My, my so complaint earlier about relate. the bubblegum stuff, that's all there at the ending. That's that's where it falls. I agree. Because there's yeah. so much to relate to with the clicks and everything in this film. But yeah. then the whole, like, we all learned a great less life lesson and changed our ways and now we're all friends. No. No, you don't learn that stuff in high school. You stay with your clicks. Uh, okay. To be fair, they're not all friends. They're the definitely not all friends. The but they're like all like civil like and they're, the no, conflicts are I, over. I mean... Lid, um, and then the new people are going to threaten it. And it's just like, no, it's... I, I had that those moments in high school where you thought, oh, I had this experience with this one person. We're going to be friends now. No, the moment we got back to school, it was right back to where it was. Like, you really just stayed in your things. But I think the people who um, accepted her at the beginning, uh, Lizzie Kaplan's character, uh, Janice and Damien, the gay kid, uh, like, they accept her again because they're outcasts and they're accepting people. And they see that, like, they were willing to be friends with her because she's kind of nerdy and she's homeschooled originally and um, they kind of, you know, latch onto her and, and vice versa. And that that makes a lot of sense. Like, obviously, Regina George and Katie are never going to be friends again or probably no. never speak to each Nor other Nor should again. they be. No. But, but they, they went through a, a big thing together. So there's kind of that mutual, like, respect, I guess. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a level of respect on those. They would either wave to each other if they saw each other after high school or completely head down, ignore each other. They might yeah. even be friends after high school, but they won't talk to each other for until, like, first year yeah. of college is over. For sure, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that's a thing that happened. Like, when yeah. I would go back home, people that I wouldn't have had anything to do with because they weren't in my clique in high school, I kind of ended up being friends with because i'd see him around or they moved yeah. to chicago too and we'd hang out absolutely yeah this this felt like i don't think the ending is as cookie cutter because it's it's that uneasy piece of mm-hmm. like we've all kind of learned this we don't need to acknowledge it yet mm-hmm. but here's this one great moment we can tell everybody about see, see i i agree that the the Hashtag very end piece. of it works i don't like the prom sequence of oh, the, that's, the, so the, that, that's that's where it kind of falls apart yeah. the if they kind of just move directly into the the whole sequence at the end where it's kind of like the uneasy piece as she just said mm-hmm. that works I don't like the whole like the breaking of the crown all that sort of it's, uh, I think in general, that's, like, that's like part and parcel for high school movies though because I think of but that's what I don't like, like in high school movies about half the yeah. movies around this table have a dance sequence like sure. a prom mm-hmm. sequence oh yeah so whatever, does mine right? but yeah, yeah yeah so I think and I'm called mine cookie cutter. No, um, <laughs> there's no clicks and there's no dance sequence. No, but I think like there's certain elements that make a high school movie a high school movie. And I think that the dance, it would have felt weird without it, maybe. It's not that the dance I have a problem with. It's really just her whole speech about how everyone's great and everyone's and here's a piece of my crown. For well, and that's, that's where it my favorite grounding moment through that whole thing is Tim Meadows, the principal, who he just like keeps <laughs> t- stepping up to the mic and being like, most people don't give speeches. Yeah. You can just take the crown and go. Yeah. No, really. See, if you had spent the whole five minutes just talking about how great Tim Meadows is in this movie, I would have already voted for yours. Just uh, like, hands down, here you go. You I fucked up because he was the most unrealistic up, character. You also didn't bring up Lizzie Kaplan once. And I think the way, Ian if you want to like, see my spirit animal. If you want to see Tim Meadows <laughs> be an amazing principal again, watch the Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, really good. I he's so good in, in the Goldbergs. He, he has you know some what? lines in Mean Girls, though, that just fucking floor me every time. Yeah, like the, no. I will keep you here all night. We come to keep him to four. I will keep you here yeah. to four. <laughs> My other favorite was is they, uh, when he walks in, he's like, all right, everybody, we have a new student here from Africa, and Tina Fey go, uh, welcomes the black girl from Michigan. <laughs> I'm from De- <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. 
I do love that when they're when they when he when they have the the route like kind of they're in the gym and they're trying to uh, express all their problems with each other. And then the first girl says her thing about the. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm so popular. No, no, the oh, heavy, the heavy flowing white set vagina. Oh, yeah. like, nope. No <laughs> one liners were so good. I can't good. handle this. Is somebody else? <laughs> I mean, that's that is <laughs> Tina Fey's bread and butter. Like she yeah. is so good at those like non sequitur, just kind of like funny throwaway lines. Yeah. Like, that, that was this you movie's goal. It didn't quite me. work for me though. Was Amy Poehler is the cool mom because it felt oh, too totally car- it felt too cartoony. Yep, and, totally and, and it's not the best work Amy Poehler's done. Nope. And I think she could have been utilized better. I she, think that she should like have been a better this movie's cartoony. Was to make her very like cartoony and weird because yeah. it's like whose parents actually but in do that? But a movie that's like purporting to Some be like honest, like, honestly, I, yeah, stuff, yeah, like I think to that extent, better way to do the sad, a, cool. Parent. The other one was yeah. like almost a pre. This is a. I know you're gonna get mad at the statement. Uh, like a pre Kimmy Schmidt thing about like the whole like creating people mm. that aren't really real and how that can turn people on or turn people off because I enjoy parts of Kimmy Schmidt but I met plenty of people that'd be like this is the worst thing in the world. I enjoyed well, season two better because it did away with a lot of those shenanigans. All right, this isn't about Kimmy Schmidt. The best thing about Mean Girls <laughs> is that Tina it's like it's great polarizing. Caricatures, archetypes. I think Tina Fey is a polarizing writer, and I think sometimes she fails at those caricatures as mm. evidenced by certain parts of. Mean Girls and certain parts of Kimmy Schmidt. We're tearing your shit apart. I actually girl. didn't know that Kimmy Schmidt was written by Tina Fey. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And cool. Three, two, one. Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about her boobs. That's fair. No, we I did. Her, they predict the weather. Those. That's the important Not scene. Not her boobs. We're talking about Lindsay Lohan's boobs. We also didn't boobs. talk about Gretchen Wiener's hair full of secrets, which is my favorite line <laughs> in the whole movie, but I couldn't bring oh, it up while we were in Gretchen also, Ryan, who's going next? Chewy. I'm keeping this shit on point. Chewy, go. Okay. My movie is Dead Poet Society, which is a movie from 1989 about a group of young boys in a private school starring Robin Williams, Ethan Hawke, and some other ones. I don't remember their names right now, but you all know their faces. Um... And, and a bunch of dead poets. Yes. And I will now tell you why this is the best movie on the table. Oh, will you? Uh, yes. It is the one that stands out because it is not about a public school. It is not about a co-ed school. It is not mm-hmm. about, well, it is about one click. Uh, but it's more so about self-discovery. And it is not about the internal politics of high school, the cattiness of high school, the stupid hormones of high school. It's about all three of those are in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Cattiness, no. Hormones, one character. Continue. All right. So the movie starts out with all of them just it starts out with a bang about what the problem is with these kids. And it's the intro to the school where they come in with banners that say it's like honor, tradition, and uh, excellence. And that's what their school is supposed to stand for. And within that, it's very confining. It's very almost suffocating that the school focuses on those three subjects above everything else. And creativity and individualism is not a part of this high school. And that's what these boys are struggling against, where they've never actually had anyone encourage them to be themselves until they meet Robin Williams, who starts teaching them to kind of think on their own. He teaches them to not just sit and listen, but to interact with the subject matter and he has them rip pages out of books. He has them get outside and walk and move and talk to each other and experience things in more than one dimension. And then they, they absorb this and they consume it in a way they've never really experienced before. Before, And some of them can handle it and some of them can't. So like one boy just goes full out, like, obs- like 
crazy where he wants them to call him by a new name and he's trying to change the school he wants to make it co-ed and he becomes incredibly destructive you have another character that this stuff gives him a confidence to go after a girl that doesn't belong to him and he actually gets a little rapey at one point so when he gets beat up by the boyfriend i'm like that's kind of justified because he's starting to make out with her face while she's passed out at a party yeah he Um, deserved all of that oh yeah he did (laughs) um and then you have the other one that the one that i connect to the most the one that gets into theater i mean i wasn't an actor but, and he decides to be an actor while his father is just trying to push him down the whole film and be like, you're going to be a doctor. Like, he hasn't been able to make any of his own decisions his whole life. And this is his opportunity to try to do that. And Rick that's Foreman's where... a dick, man. Yeah, you know, he's played the mean father his whole life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you have Ethan Hawke, who is also suffering from the expectations of his older brother, who is such a amazing student and everyone looks up to and they expect him to be that but then he's stuck in the like the uh, inadequacies of having to live up to such an ideal and they all they represent things that I had to deal with in high school of like wanting to be more and then trying to look into the romantic side of yourself and express that artistically which luckily enough I got to go to an alternative high school with encourage that where we did study philosophy and poetry so I was able to connect with this movie so many levels because of that and then also dealing with the whether or not anyone takes you seriously of wanting to go to film school of like what are you doing with your life that's not a good career you're not going to make any money off that you're going to be a cliche burnout and like all these like struggles that these people were dealing with and then the ending which is part works into the romanticism of that because it is very like extreme but i feel that it's motivated i know brian's gonna tear me down with that i'm just waiting how much time do i have uh, one minute. All right. So the character commits suicide. Uh, I never remember his name. I'll look it up. In, he's from House. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's such a beautiful moment in the way that he defies his father completely and defies his idol by lying to him. He lies to Robin Williams saying that he did talk to his father, which wasn't true. He went and did this play completely against his wishes, actually against both their wishes, because Robin Williams didn't want him to do it without talking to his father. So he let down two people that he values a lot. And then once he gets punished for it, his father says he's going to pull him out of the school and he's going to go to military school and be a doctor. And he looks at him and be like, that's 10 more years. And to him, that's his whole life. You just see the entire defeat on his face. He just gives up. He literally sinks down into a chair. And like you can just feel it with like something bad's going to happen. And I love how they edited it, where you don't even hear the sound of him killing himself. You just see his father waking up. Like, you almost get an entire backstory into his father's motivations from being in the military with that. And then... You're out of time. Ah, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you got there, though. That's the one of the best scenes in any movie I've ever seen. There's know? so much motivation between his father and just him <clears throat> going, what's that sound? What's mm-hmm. that smell? It, Where it, he, like, he, like, gravitates it to it, and then you see the smoke. You don't even see his body. It's an now, amazing sequence. It's, it is a very well-done sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, I don't think that uh, Red Foreman's the best at... Uh, acting that sequence no when he's yelling no my son he's yelling about as well as i just did um but the sequence is so well shot it's very very well done for a movie that while i was watching it had atmosphere up the wazoo it did did, but i don't buy that kid's motivation and Mm -hmm. i i the thing is he's been so positive the whole movie like nothing can get him down except for one point where ethan hawk is like 
Yeah, but you want you might not be successful. But that's like, just why be the happy movie for me. What? Most yeah. heightened. Yes, he's the most like absurd but part of the film. Someone, but that's like the emotions of being in that time where ten more years is a life sentence. A more realistic movie, he would have ran away. Yeah, someone would have tell that kid that it gets better after high school. It you can do it. I had that exact same feeling. Suicide, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah, well, that's the same thing I have towards the virgin suicides, and everyone loves that stupid movie. That movie sucks. But the thing with this movie is, I love the message of like don't get into a box. Don't let high school put you into a box yeah. of, like, I need to go be a doctor, a lawyer, a banker, whatever. This movie's so good about, like, be you. Go explore being you. Unless it gets too tough, then kill yourself. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, like, it is such, like, when I watch this movie in high school, it is such a weird message to get because I wanted to be in theater. I wanted to be an actor. Like, that was my goal. Yeah. And the kid who wanted to be an actor was told he wasn't going to do it, so he killed himself. I'm like, that, well, that's extreme. That's less of a message towards that's dramatic. the kids. It's less of a message towards the kids and more of a message towards those types of parents. Totally, yes. Yeah. That's what kid, it's a message though. about. But at the expense of a kid. It's yeah. fucked up. Like, if he had run away, if he had done something to, like, hurt himself or another person, there's, like, such a better way than just, like, suicide as a plot But it's point. also That's the yeah. tone. There's not some okay. truth in that with high school. There was two suicides in my high school. Neither of them felt motivated. It made no sense. It's totally a kid Depression just thinking... Depression doesn't make sense, but you can't make it kid, like a cutesy, like, my dad killed oh, me. There was yeah. nothing cutesy no, it's about a fucking it. disease. It's There's a fucking disease. There's nothing cutesy about like, it. No. This is so fucked up, and it has Ethan Hawke in it. Worst movie at the table. <laughs> what? Now, the, the fact that she just said Ethan Hawke, I had to write something down during your during your explanation that I thought was so good. You said that Ethan Hawke was playing somebody inadequate. No. <laughs> he just made his entire career playing inadequate Dude, people. that moment. When it's his birthday, and he gets the desk set for the second year in a yeah. row, and then they're like, you know what? Let's... This looks like it needs to fly. Like it so wants cheesy. to fly. Let's throw it out the I, thing. And then they yeah. I love the joke of like, oh, it was a nice test set. Well, you'll get another one next year. That's the best line of the whole <laughs> Yeah. I like his moment with Robin Williams. As someone who in high school had to deal with a lot of like just awkwardness and afraid of letting you know, basically afraid of being myself. Oh, and just, when he makes him do a moment of poetry. Just I, I felt on that the moment. moment of like I did it. I felt that a lot of times throughout my years. And it's like, yeah. this is this is accurate. Yeah, no, his forcing him, like, basically pulling his creativity out of him. He was able to get these kids to harness their souls for moments. Mm -hmm. Which, having a teacher that could, that would be the best teacher in the world to be able to do that. Which is another reason why I kind of go against the movie. He's such a great teacher that he's borderline unrealistic. But the thing is, it's such, like, the movie is such a better love letter to teaching than it is to being a kid. And because of that, the message gets really muddled. Yeah. It's it's the teacher that I wish I had in high school. Absolutely. It's a teacher everyone wishes they had because he's not real. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, um, Dead Poet Society is is one of those movies. It's on the list of things that teachers are like. If you're in that profession, you really should watch it. You should watch that one. You should watch uh, Freedom Writers Diaries. Like like any of those really inspirational teachers. Stand and deliver. Stand and deliver. (laughs) (laughs) I thought of that earlier when you were talking about Sister Act. I'm like, why isn't Dangerous Minds at the table? (laughs) Talk about a movie that's dated. That movie is the most dated of all high school. It has Coolio. It's never dated. Never dated. But yeah, like that's the like I love this love letter to teaching because yeah. I have friends who are teachers. One mm-hmm. is at the table, but like and like everyone I know who teaches or who has ever thought about teaching loves this movie because mm-hmm. it does such a great job the saying this I is what a teacher could be. The first time I ever saw this movie was in a group class. We were yeah. in one of those things where you had all the chairs stacked up like. And a I'm movie sure theater. the teachers in the back of the room are just bawling. <laughs> yeah. This is what I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> and that's great. That's why people in the film no. industry love movies about the film industry and why yeah. everyone else kind of goes, eh. Like, teachers just want summers off 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a problem. We have such a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have summers off. Are you kidding me? I have oh. to plan everything. I have to order lab supplies. Like, it's not just vacation necessarily. Well, maybe yeah. you care. I, there's, I have school. there's so much that goes on in the summer. I've got friends who are who are teachers, and all summer long, all I've heard is just how Five, they're preparing. Yep. Four, three, dictates two, dictates Dic- one. Oh, come dictates. on. <laughs> I promised it would be there. <laughs> oh, I was going to have a whole tie-in, damn it. Have you it's ever seen it? No, with the, <laughs> with the, with the, the, the romanticism of the this movie. What's but, that? I think so. The one where they like the fan is going when they do the old oh, captain my captain mm. and, like yeah. Pete Davis. Oh, the yeah. SNL thing that yeah. was pretty funny. I like it in the family guy too when they stand on the desk and it's a cheap school and all the desks yeah. break. <laughs> <laughs> But it's more also, realistic. But we're out of time I, here. We got to move on. That's it. We're that done. Is so pre 9-11. There is one that more was your best movie. Closing statement. That was a good one. <laughs> one more movie at the table. Kaylee, are you ready? Yes. Go, 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 go. Okay. So Easy A is the newest movie at this table. It came out in 2010, um, which I think is a really, uh, a really good point as to why it would be the best back to school movie for modern times. Um, like I said before, uh, Fast Times, I feel like, is, is a little bit too dated for, for students nowadays. Um, even Mean Girls feels really dated to me. But focusing on Easy A, uh, it's really modern. Like, the, the fact that you have um, uh, students that are, aren't ashamed of being intelligent. The fact that Emma Stone's character is really smart. Um, she owns up to the fact that she read this. Well, she didn't own up to it. Her teacher <laughs> basically told her, you definitely read the Scarlet Letter, even though she was like, no, I didn't. I just watched the movie. Um, so, but there's no, there's no ashamed feelings about being intelligent, which I feel like is really important nowadays. Um, getting away from, oh, being a nerd or a geek is a really bad thing. Um, so I think that's a really relatable point for this movie. Um, also, speaking of Emma Stone, oh my gosh, she is so wonderful. This is, this is the first movie that she really shines in. She actually, um, she actually turned down a part in Sucker Punch to be in Easy A. Good move. Smart move. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> Even though um, I would have had a lot of fun watching her fight things. Oh yeah, definitely. That um, can still happen. <laughs> but I do enjoy Sucker her a lot too. in this movie, especially, um, uh, the humor in this movie is really intelligent. It, it follows that. There's so much wordplay. Um, even, uh, the, with the intelligent comedy, there's still all of these really funny, like physical gags, like when they're in the uh, the lobster restaurant and just when they bring the food, her face, that gif is like the best thing ever because uh, she just captures that that goofiness. <laughs> um, uh, I also really like this movie because um, of the problems that it kind of focuses on. The fact that in high school you're trying to find your identifier, um, going back to the whole like clicky thing, but more at an, at an individual level. Um, this movie definitely appeals to me because I was that loner geek in high school like I didn't really have one particular group of friends that I stuck with all the time I kind of jumped around um but still like like who am I I feel like is is a really big component of high school and and this movie I feel like captures that a lot um they also bring up the uh this uh the scene with um Brandon the gay kid um coming to Emma Stone's character and asking her to tell everyone that she's ha- that they had sex so that nobody would make fun of him for being gay. I feel like is is such uh, a point of contention for for students in real life nowadays. Like this is a, a modern problem. Um, I know when I was in high school, like there that was a real issue. Um, <laughs> I'm like really heated about this point. Like, <laughs> it's bringing back all these awful flashbacks. Um, but I know it was, a, it was a really big problem in a lot of the schools, and I feel like it's one of those things that 
um, arcs over to, to most people's experience. Um, but that scene where he's talking about uh, that he can't deal with it every single day, like he knows it gets better. And I remember that program being a really big deal when yeah. I was in high school, itgetsbetter.com. Um, and like, yeah, that's a great message because it's it's giving them hope but at the same point they still have to deal with this crap on a daily basis mm -hmm. um which i i just that scene really really got to me i really liked it um i feel like easy a also has uh, a more realistic portrayal of teachers uh i feel like mm -hmm. mean girls you said oh mean girls is like oh teachers trying to be funny well that's kind of what we try to do <laughs> um <laughs> we, we try to be funny at least um but i feel like they there was a real um good portrayal of teacher minus Lisa Kudrow's character, obviously, because sleeping with students is, in fact, frowned upon, <laughs> even <laughs> if they are in their he 20s. Was it, it was legal. He was of age. <laughs> I checked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's still not a good thing to do. Um, <laughs> if you feel the need to check. Although I do have to point out, Lisa Kudrow's character, the point that uh, they sit down and Emma Stone's character and Lisa's character are kind of at contention about coming out with the truth trying to get rid of all these lies and Lisa's character points out the fact that it's her word against Emma Stone's word so and she sits there and she's just like well who's gonna believe you who's gonna believe you who 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 and immediately I went oh my gosh Bojack Horseman <laughs> <laughs> she was an owl um which was really funny but like that scene was really really powerful too because it is like you, the adults have that power over their students and it's like if you get into a bad situation like that it's 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 just it's so believable like I really liked how believable this kind of was um oh my gosh I'm done and you're out of so time scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the main reason why I will no longer be voting for your movie today is because you spent five minutes defending the movie and you did not mention the best part of the movie which are the parents <laughs> oh yeah I do want to be their parents uh, her so, parents yes. are a joy <laughs> Oh, the non-traditional family. Apart. I know, I know. <laughs> I, uh. I loved them, but at the same time, they breached that complaint earlier about fantasy, where I was just like, yeah. it took me out every time that they were there, because I was like, this is so idealized as a parent. It, this yeah. whole movie to yeah. me, I mean, I, yeah. granted, this, I'm not in high school now, so I can't speak to it, but this, this whole movie, movie feels fantasy. So yeah. if More I'm going, if I'm buying in full-blown fantasy where yeah. the entire town is going to slut-shame one girl. Yeah, that's yeah. my biggest like, problem I'll go, with this okay, film. fine, it's fantasy. The I'll go fantasy. The whole plot line is about slut-shaming. The entire plot line is slut-shaming. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so in high school, I didn't have sex, but I know other old people that did, and I didn't care. No one really seemed to care. Why does everyone care kind so of much? alternative school did you go to? Yeah, I was going to say. It's yeah. a wonderful place. That's you what know, all anyone wanted to talk about in high school. Exactly. Who was dating who, yeah. who yeah. was getting that, some, and who wasn't. But yeah. I mean, that's what but we that's talked about, but we never everyone slut I think never the, like, heightened, yeah. the heightened nature what? of this points to the fact that it's more of a parable than like... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why does everyone care that she's having sex? Isn't everyone having sex? No. No. That's everyone saying that they are or claiming that they want to or this close to having it. And this movie goes crazy when the person actually does supposedly but no it, it is very contracts. true that in in my high school you, we would talk negatively about the girls who supposedly slept with multiple men and positively about the men who slept with multiple girls yeah that was true but this movie oh, yeah. i don't i don't feel like this movie broached I, that maybe subject it was, it was no, more so just yeah that she had caring. sex at all yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's where it felt weird because I mean, was this movie was it a christian high school or oh no. no, this no. is a public school. That's what I thought. So like it felt in, weird. in California because yeah. Yeah, it's actually outdoors. The entire cool. town felt like they were Christians. Like yeah. they just had the super Christian girl with her yeah. group of friends. But then the rest of them were too because they were all slut shaming her. Well, this movie actually is kind of sad that Amanda Bynes didn't really have a career after this. She went completely nuts. Yeah, she was pretty decent in this. She's Wasn't this after her comeback? A lot of her movies. Yeah, I thought this was before she went nuts. 
I don't. I never paid any <laughs> attention. I, 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 I love her. This was before she went nuts. Uh, yeah, that's, okay. what, that's what I was saying. I'm surprised. She was in uh, a string of like really fun like high school movies. Yeah, and, stuff. Uh, and then she went. Yeah, yeah. so sad. So, but that really and then strong. apparently she's rallied. She's good again. Good. She just doesn't want to act anymore. That I got better. <laughs> uh, that Bible thumping group, though, I guess part of that kind of relates to me. If you go to if you go to a rural rural school, rural school. Um, <laughs> if, if you go to a school in the sticks, like. We, I had that. Like, I had a group of students in my high school we that had were, like, Bible girl. thumpers. Mm-hmm. and I was that girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have enough people. Like, but, like, it was, like, that that scene in, in um, Game of Thrones. It was just shame, shame. Like, if, yeah. if you weren't them, mm-hmm. you were, like, I mean, I was scum like, of the I earth. wasn't, like, a meanie like At that. My but, main, like, I definitely was, like, I was raised yeah. super even. I was in a class of like, 32. Much, we like, didn't even get that one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In, at my main school, they had the Christian varsity group, which honestly was the sluttiest group in school, even though they went to their Christian thing and then they mm. talked about how pure they were and then everyone knew they weren't. No, this movie does have the best line at any of any movies on the table. And I say that with mm. my movie, which is very, very quotable. Mm. Uh, but the best line the, at the table is the only thing worse than Florida or the only thing worse <laughs> than chlamydia is Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Love phenomenal. When, I love yeah. it when her mom goes, do you have a gentleman caller? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. That in, uh, that's who I want to be when I'm a parent. Um, yeah. so. But the, yeah, I just could not, I enjoyed this movie way more than I thought I it's would. It's a very well-made movie. I just could yeah, not get really over well-made. the, why does everyone care so much? <laughs> it had that ultra, the one thing that bugged me was it had that ultra high school fashion where they're like, trend, 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 trend. Everyone's yes. dressed the trendiest. She doesn't yeah. have a job. Damn. How does she afford yeah. this lingerie? It's like, yeah. I just wore jeans and a t-shirt every day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not a, what, not a frumpy one of them. The thing yeah. that bothered me the most about this movie is high school students are not this self-aware. Like Mean yeah, Girls, no. the kids make mistakes constantly. They all well, make mistakes. My my biggest complaint with the movie is uh, they did not tailor the script to Emma Stone. They no. wrote oh, a yeah, script. True. It was very good. Then they cast one of the hottest women on the planet, and they still well, you're still awkward and weird. That first yeah. line in the movie. Where oh was yeah, like, I even posted on Facebook on about it. Everyone's so she would be on everyone's radar. She, and I felt like she was too old, although she wasn't that old. She was that, like that 20, 21. I'm, oh. I've, I'm and used also, to thirty year old high school. Yeah, I'm used to that. Twenty seven year old Rachel McAdams didn't bother me, but if she was actually sewing the way that they depict her sewing, out of time, she wouldn't need to actually cut out those A's. She would have been able to just do it with her own blood. Like own blood. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's such a traumatic way to sew. But it was it was funny. It was funny. Uh, okay, so that's it. For we need to vote. Is everybody excited to vote? I'm ready. So you can vote, not for your own film. I know oh. that's a bummer. Uh, but do your best to vote on argument. That's what I ask yep. every time, and sometimes people don't oh. do it, but that's okay. Mine is locked in. I'm ready to vote. Uh, Ryan's I, ready. Go can for I go it first. Yep. Sam definitely wins. Not for her argument for her movie, but for her arguments against everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the same as we did uh, yes. for the battle. Sam, your vote. Okay. Um, God, if we're voting on argument, then I can't vote for my favorite movie, 10 Things I Hate About You. I'm sorry, John. I have to vote for probably Mean Girls, yes. even though you didn't bring up Janice Ian. I did. I mentioned her briefly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You smell like a mini whore. So now you, you get to pick who goes next. Um, I will pick Chewy. This pains me so much. But. I have to vote for Sam. Why does that pain you? Because I don't right. like the movie for a back-to-school movie. I don't. Oh, that's But fine. she actually had a good defense for it. Yeah. That's how you win. Who's yeah. going next? Oh, John. Oh, I'll go for yours, Chewy. I liked your defense of okay. Dead Poet Society. Uh, I'll go with Brian. Uh... <sighs> a tough one um i'm torn between two i think both i think both arguments were strong 
Which two? Uh, I'm not going to reveal that. Let, let us help you. <laughs> no, I don't want help. I can make Stop it my own mind. Stop watching Christian mingle and vote. <laughs> <laughs> swipe right on that. And get out. You don't swipe on Christian. I have no mingle. idea. You I have let no the idea. Lord choose. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I'm going for uh, <sighs> easy A. Really? Yeah, I'm going for easy. Nice. I, I feel like the teacher knows the best about what the <laughs> high school movies are, yeah. and she made a good point for it. She made a good point that it's the most modern, for yeah. sure. It, it, yeah, yeah, with cell phones and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah definitely, because in Mean Girls, three-way calling is such a huge component oh, of that, that That scene movie. was so good, and though. It happens twice, yeah. and like... That doesn't happen now. Like kids don't use landlines, so they no. don't know how to do a three-way call. I at never all. experienced well, they that. Google Hangouts or something. We have one more vote. Yes, Kayla. Yes. Who are you voting for? <sighs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, Easy A is the best one, but I can't vote for myself. You so can't. the rules. Um, going on arguments though, and um, I, I really think that Chewie defended her movie the best, and, oh, and shit. even you know the whole like inspirational teachers. I feel like. As a back-to-school movie, all of the points you brought up were really good. And then, like, you know, if if you're getting ready to go back to school, you would hope that you would have Robin Williams as your teacher. Oh, yeah. like, that's very true, yeah. So, like, that's just definitely, I feel like, go- going back to school. If I can't vote for Easy A, <laughs> Dead Poet Society for sure. So we have a tie. We have a tie. Uh, and I forgot how to break ties. Uh, we, we've done it multiple ways. We've flipped coins. We've had people vote, but people don't really like voting on Facebook, so I don't think we're going to do the vote again. So I Can mean, we have a like physical fight? I guess. Yeah, there's got to be some weapons around here somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm just going to live with the I tie. I think martial that's a, arts every week. I, I honestly I think Sam <laughs> wins for training in martial arts. <laughs> I took one semester of Tai Chi. I, you know what? I think it's a, I think it's a fair tie. I think a tie a between tie. Sister Act Two is the most li- ludicrous <laughs> high school movie ever, and Dead Poet Society of a very realistic, depressing high school movie. I think those combined together equals a pretty good back to school movie. <laughs> the two that were probably the weirdest choices at the table. Yes, absolutely. Sure, as well, yeah. so that makes sense. I'm okay is with that. Can we? Can they we routinely show my film in high school still? If I bring. Um, can't hardly wait to the table. Can we revote? But that's the end of school. <laughs> I know. That's why. Otherwise, I, didn't do I it would have picked it. It was so good. I was gonna do Legally Blonde. Because oh, that's another college, good one. But like, yeah. I really yeah. wanted to do uh, Battle Royale, but I couldn't figure out a way to say this back to school. Oh. That's about kids killing each other. <laughs> yeah. Can't hardly wait was the only film that I it's watched, and I'm like, this actually does make me remind me of what high school is like for me. Yeah. And they all got school of hard knocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay, so we're gonna do plugs really quick, but stick around after plugs for this question. Other than the movies at the table, what is the best movie that has anything to do with school ever? Ever. So you can follow After the Hype at, uh, at Facebook at After the Hype. You can find us on Twitter at ATH underscore podcast. And you can find us everywhere else on the internet at ATH podcast. You can find me on Twitter at YBrianY. And I might tweet this month. It might happen. <laughs> you you no, said that not. every week. And, and I haven't done it yet. Tweeted. I, I tweeted once in July and it said, only tweet of July. <laughs> <laughs> Only tweet of 2015. You'd be yep. one of those notifications I get were from Twitter where they say, this person just recently tweeted after a long time. Yeah, it's gonna Go see what they have to say. Yeah. It's and only I tweet never of click August. on it. You clearly don't tweet either. Yeah. Uh, uh, just follow our podcast. You yep. can follow me on Instagram at Audio Adventures if you so choose, but don't. <laughs> John? Movie Guy John on pretty much everything. <laughs> Chewy? Chewy9, all one word, spelled out with an I-E. Sam? 
I'm on. I'm at Sammy Jane six one three on Instagram and Twitter. Is this where I pitch like yes. the yes. other podcast? Okay. Yeah. Um, I do a podcast that comes out every Friday with my co-host Elliot called Superhero Sampler. You should definitely check it out. And every Thursday, I write a column for FilmTakeout.com called Fear the Chick Flick. And they're both very good. Thank yes. you. And Kayla, do you want people to follow your line, or just want them to ignore you? Please ignore me. Please. <laughs> if you try to find me on Facebook, you shouldn't be able to because only friends of friends can find. What if, so what if, what if they went on that, uh, that <laughs> teacher rating website? I don't remember what it's oh, called, yeah. where you rate your teachers. Rate my and they all, rate my they teacher. All, is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. They can all go on there and just compare you to Robin Williams and Dead Poets Society and how amazing you are. Great. I haven't actually searched my name to see if I'm on one of those registries. Oh, really? I hear that and, and you honestly, shouldn't. <laughs> that would be so scary, I imagine. It's like the internet yeah. comments on any creative thing you've yeah. done. Don't yeah. read them. Just yeah, just don't read them. Yeah. <laughs> no. I've done it. It's never good. You sound good. like a great teacher, so I think we should just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so around the table, really, really fast to say goodbye. What's the best movie about high school or any school or anything with school ever? And I will go first. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The movie. Because they're in high school? Because they're in high school. And it's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, therefore it's the best anything ever. Can't hardly wait, because I love that movie every time I see it, and I went to school with so many of those characters. Clone High or 10 Things I Hate About You Don't Make Me Choose? (laughs) (laughs) A a New Hope, even though he's homeschooled by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Fair enough. (laughs) He's more like a tutor. (laughs) It's homeschool. It's homeschool in space. Oh, no. I'm take it back. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There we go. He does actually teach at school. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Stand and Deliver. What? I don't know that movie. Kayla. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Because who doesn't want to skip school and crash a really, really awesome car? That's That's such a good movie. He crashed a parade. Oh, that's right. He does crash the shit out of that parade. So good. And with that, I say thank you very much for everyone coming on. Thank you, Kayla, for coming out. Thank you, Sam, for coming out. And bye! Thank you, Birmingham!